0: That's up to $125 off. Just visit armwire.style/minimalish. That's armwire.style, a r m o i r e. dot style/minimalish to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try armwire today. This
1: episode is brought to you by Shopify.
0: This is Minimalish. I'm your host, Desiree, and before we get started, let me be clear. This podcast isn't just about minimalism. It's a podcast about living fully. Over the past few years, I've learned that living with a little less in our homes and on our calendars leads to less cluttering of our minds, which simply helps give us the space to give our time and thoughts to the things that actually matter. So what do we talk about on here? We talk about minimalism and decluttering and how to get there, yes, but we also have conversations about pursuing intentionality in the things that matter, like our motherhood, faith, relationships, work, and mindset. Minimalish is a podcast for the women committed to contentment and loving the life in front of them, committed to living with a little less so they can create space for the things that matter most. What it's not about, how many spoons you should have, or any kind of rules or legalistic minimalism that promises you'll be happier if you just get rid of more stuff. Getting rid of stuff isn't what will make you happy. It's about the life you live with the new space you find. If that sounds good to you, grab a mug of whatever you like and stick around. I'm so grateful you're here. Hi friend, welcome back to Minimalish. This is episode 66 and I'm your host Desiree and I'm excited to be sharing my interview with Kylie from Raising Savers today. She is a mom of two. She's from Australia, but she's living in the US and she just has the loveliest heart. I absolutely loved talking to her and this conversation is truly like a conversation between friends. We talk about a lot of different things. We talk about her journey to simplifying her life with minimalism, but her story also really starts within her family's debt-free journey. So we talk about that as well. And Kylie has some unconventional advice for those of us on a debt-free journey. So listen in for that. And we also talk about social media. Kylie talks about her journey in an addiction to her phone and how she overcame that, or at least how she continues to work to overcome it. And I think that her journey is going to inspire you and I just hope and pray that you leave this conversation as encouraged as I did after talking with Kylie. If you do find this episode to be encouraging or to inspire you in some way and you enjoyed listening to it, would you share it with your friends on social media or you can share it just by texting a friend, however you want to share it. Every time you do that, it just helps minimalish Be heard by new ears and bring more beautiful women into this community. And I am so thankful for you for that help. Speaking of community, I have been really wanting to meet some of you. I've been really wishing that. We could be talking face-to-face, and I've taken one little step towards being able to make that happen, which is I'm hosting a workshop actually in just a few days on January 20th. I will be hosting a workshop in Pittsburgh, which is my hometown, so if you are anywhere near Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, go to DesireeEndries.com slash intention I'm going to be hosting a workshop about living intentionally in 2020, and I would love to see you there. I would love to meet you. So go ahead and check that out. I hope to see you there, friend. Let's get to my conversation with Kylie. Hi, Kylie. I'm so excited to get to chat with you today. Oh, I'm so
1: happy. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited.
0: Yeah, we've connected on Instagram quite a bit, and I just love following along with you. You are so positive and Make me laugh, and <laughs> I just love it. So I'm so excited to to pick your brain a little bit on minimalism and simple living. Well, I feel the same about you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, okay, so before we really dive in, we're going to talk about a bunch of things today. Um, we're going to talk about um, just your journey to minimalism and your family's journey with that. We'll talk a little bit about contentment, but before we dive into all of that. Um, can you just talk a little bit about
1: who you are and what you do? Yeah, um, so my name's Kylie, obviously, and I'm actually a stay-at-home mum for the first time. I'm actually an Australian who's moved to the US for my husband's work. And so this is the first year I've had to actually be able to be sit and be still and enjoy parenting, like without rushing around. So it's actually been really great. So um like it was really hard at the start of the year because I'm a bit of a doer, so, yeah, it's the first year being, a stay-at-home mom and it's great.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. And have you, what did you do before you were a stay-at-home mom?
1: Um, so I worked in the eye industry. So I make glasses, I do contact lens fittings and just help people see. I um, need, I need help with that. So <laughs> as you can see,
0: I wear my big glasses all the time because I cannot see. <laughs> So I want to talk about your journey to minimalism. Um, Talk a little bit about like how old are your kids right now? When did your journey to minimalism start and everything like that? You can tell as much
1: of the story as you want. Well, I have a um, a six-year-old Maxwell and a daughter, Cora. She's four. And I started the Simple Living Journey probably when Cora was about six months old. Um, I became a yelling mum. And that really broke my heart. Like I was constantly yelling at Maxwell for the mess that he made, but it was the things that I brought into the house. And it really started from that plea of I just wanted to be a better mum. So, you know, uh, I just grabbed the word of God and just prayed and then I really felt him lead me to getting out of debt as a family. We had a lot of debt and that was not the answer I was after. I just wanted him to click his fingers and at all, I was a great mum. So, yeah, so I just reached out to my husband. I said, look, I really feel like we need to pay all our debt. And we went on that journey and we paid all our consumer debt. And through that process, we started decluttering our space. But it's so funny when you actually start decluttering your world and your space, it opens up a whole new route, like a journey of simple living that you didn't even know existed. And, um, yeah, one thing I learned about um, decluttering like simplicity is found on the other side of that. And yeah, so we started about two years ago and it has been really, it's changed our marriage, our finance, how we see the world, how we love people. Yeah, so it's more than just your home. It changes your world. So that's when we started. Yeah, and
0: you, you gave a little picture into it, but what would you say is the biggest benefit or maybe even just like the biggest change that you see in yourself as a mom or a wife through minimalism, like now that you're living simply,
1: um, what's what's the biggest difference, would you say? I'm, I'm so patient and loving and kind. Before, I was always in a hurry, always yelling at my kids to put your shoes on, hurry up, we have to go somewhere or clean up your mess. And I was never engaging with them because I was constantly cleaning and I literally can spend the whole day playing with them now. Like it, like that's what, like I just get up, do our little morning routine and then we can just, you know, you still have your days where you're doing your cleaning and your routine and stuff, but it just opened up a place of me being content with my kids and actually being there for them. I just found I was constantly saying to them in a minute, in a minute, I'll play with you in a minute. Or I read that book in a minute. mummy has got to do this. or mummy has got to do that. And it just made me realize I actually don't have to do any of that. So that's been a real good thing for me, patient, because I I wasn't a patient person.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
1: not my jam.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's I can see those same benefits um, in my own life. Just that idea of being able to just enjoy the little moments of each day versus feeling like there's always something next on the to do list. I mean, yeah there still is, if you let it, you could still, even with less stuff, you could still pile up that to-do list like crazy. But I feel like it's not just about the stuff. It's like a mindset shift as well of of saying Mm -hmm. like, I don't, yeah, like you said, I don't have to do all of that. So you decluttered then with maybe like a four-year-old at the time, Max would have been
1: four. Yeah. So we, we decluttered and with Maxwell's personality, um, he knows every toy. He he thrives on structure. He actually sometimes I'm like, do you have OCD? Because he his room is perfect. It is he puts everything in order. While my daughter's the mess. Like here I am, love me. I'm going to mess up your world. And so for <laughs> that, it was really hard for him. And even till this day, he's got some things he got given to him when he was a baby, and some of them are broken. And my rule is, if something's broken, we give we get rid of it. But there's a couple of things in his life that he still loves and he still holds on. And that's one of the things I had to learn as a mum when I was decluttering my house. It's not just about me and my needs and wants. It's also about my children. And he's got a fire truck he's had since he was a baby and it's still sitting in his room. He still loves it. I look at it every time I walk past, I'm like, ah, I wanna throw you away. But that would break his heart. So we started with just putting a few things in a bag and then putting it away for a couple of weeks to see how he felt or if he remembered or missed it. And that was one of the things. So that was a journey I had to take on was I'm not in control of everybody's stuff in the house. I have to let them have a say as well. So it was a bit of a journey for me.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's so good because I think when we get it in our mind to start decluttering, especially now that there's so much out there on minimalism and there's so many pictures of the decluttered homes, it's just like we, a lot of us get it in our minds and either it's overwhelming like that will never happen for me or it's like, I want to do it now. And it's that control that comes into it. And so when we have people, other people living in our homes, whether it's kids or a spouse, we have to, we have to mostly work on, I feel like, you know, our own stuff and, and then patience with the rest. Um, but I love, yeah, but what benefits have you seen in your kids? Ha, has it been, have you seen a difference at least in Max? And I know, um, Cora was really young when you started, but either way, you probably saw what it was like when there was clutter
1: versus less clutter and just like, simplifying life in general what benefits have you seen oh my goodness so many benefits like the max his imagination like I will sit there and watch him like this morning he's they don't have many toys but I sat there and I watched him on the stairs and these got these little army men, and they were having such a great time and they're pretending that they're going through a forest and I just thought that never used to be like that. He would go into a room and the whole room would be a mess. He'll be throwing toys and books everywhere, jumping from one thing to another. Now they sit and they engage and they play. And that's one of the biggest benefits I've seen, that it's created space for their imagination. And I love it. And I love that I'm kind of not needed anymore. I found when I had too much stuff, he was always clinging on me or didn't know what to do. He would get overwhelmed and be tearful and anxious. And now they're just happy sitting and playing. And I just sit there and watch that. And I'm just like, oh, we don't need any more toys. Like it it is an amazing feeling when you see them be creative. It's, It's a blessing. Yeah, and anyone
0: who's listening needs to go follow you on Instagram because it's clear—it's <laughs> clear that they have
1: fun <laughs> without all the <this> stuff. <laughs> and, that, and that's the thing. Like, I have—we had a play date recently, and I know you would have read that on my Instagram. And the child really asked his mum if we were poor. He was like, "They don't have a TV full of a TV down at the basement, or a toy full of clothes, like uh, like all the toys down there." And. After the play date, his mum leaned over and she just said, This was one of the best play dates. There was no fighting. The kids played the whole time. And that really blessed my heart because, yeah, we didn't need to turn the TV on. They did play. There was no fighting. And that was just, that was really encouraging to me because a lot of people think that kids are lacking when they have parents that live this journey. And they're really not, you know. So um, they're well loved and they do have lots to do. But when we go to people's house, I think they, they do love the toys that they see and they will always be like, Oh, I love that. But once they leave, they're okay. I think they're happy to play with the things at their friend's house and then come home. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah,
0: It's just like home is peaceful for them and it doesn't, maybe they don't, they don't feel like they, I think that's important for, for people to know that we want to give our kids everything, but they only are going to feel like they need that much if that's what we make the norm, right? It's not like having less stuff makes them feel less loved. And I think a lot of times we associate that, we associate like giving something with love. And yes, it can be a love language, but they feel loved and they feel happy in their home for other reasons than they have the best new stuff or piles of toys everywhere.
1: It's so true. Like I think for us having less stuff has created more space to be together more. My kids get, they look forward to Friday night because they know it's movie night in the house. All weekend we switch off our phones, we do puzzles, we play games, we head to the park and that's what I love. Less stuff creates more time and it creates more things to do things that you love Um, and that's what I love about simple living. It's not depriving yourself of things it's releasing yourself and opening the door of contentment and then also enjoying life because life is beautiful and i think we need to start seeing the beauty in everyday life and that's that's what i love about yeah that my kids are growing up like that like they know there's joy in every meaning and every like everything that they're doing so i love it <laughs>
0: Hope you're enjoying today's show, but I'm taking a break to tell you about today's sponsor, helping make this show possible, Sunbasket. It feels like with the start of a new year, everyone's doing a juice cleanse, or maybe intermittent fasting or carb cycling or whatever it is, but you still might struggle to see long-lasting results from any of these. If it doesn't work for you, what if instead we just try eating real food? (laughs) No matter your lifestyle, Sunbasket caters to your kind of healthy with delicious recipes for all kinds of diets preferences, and that's including paleo, gluten-free, Mediterranean, vegetarian, and more. They make it easy and convenient, with everything pre portioned and ready to prep and cook. You can enjoy a dinner full of organic produce and clean ingredients in as little as 15 minutes, no matter how much experience you have in the kitchen. Sunbasket even offers 14 recipes to choose from every single week, so you can try mouthwatering dishes such as salmon burgers with lemon dill mayo. And I personally love the barbecue meatloaf with rosemary potatoes that I tried. Plus, Sunbasket has delicious options for on the go for breakfast, for lunch, for snacks, and more, so you can make sure you are eating well even in busy seasons. And Sunbasket delivers straight to your door, which is so helpful and convenient. You can order from any recipes across their menu, skip a week whenever you need to or double up on recipes for company. It's simple and it's easy. Right now, you can get Sunbasket for $35 off your order when you go to sunbasket.com/minimalish and enter promo code minimalish at checkout. That's sunbasket.com slash minimalish, enter promo code minimalish at checkout for $35 off your order, sunbasket.com slash minimalish and enter code minimalish. All right, friend, let's get back to today's episode. Something you said I want to ask you about, you switch your phone off every weekend. Yeah. Do you shut it off like entirely?
1: I do. I do sneak peek sometimes, I'm, but I have been more stricter lately, so I completely turn it off. So I've just started turning it off at five o'clock in the afternoons when my husband walks in and then I switch it off on the weekends. Um, because yeah, I had addiction to my phone. Um, I found my worth and value in that. And so, and I'm starting to learn that I'm a human and I'm not designed to have the world in the back of my pocket. So I switch it off because I want to be present. I want to be, be present with my family home and has it. Cause I realized I needed to be the change in our family and it's been amazing. So I switch it off when hubby comes home and then I switch it on in the morning. Once I've had my prayer time, I've had hubby time. I've spoken to both kids, checked in on them, seen how their sleep was. Then I turn on the Instagram, you know, and check in yeah. and see how it is. Cause I just think sometimes we watch everybody else's life that we become disconnected with ours. We feel like ours is, has no purpose, but it does. You know, we can find joy and contentment in our life right now. So that's what I've done. And look, I struggled the first few months. I would quickly turn it on in the bathroom and check it. And But the more I do it, the more it stays off. And it's, it's really good. And I did feel guilty not connecting with you ladies and not replying. But I just realized that can all wait. Like... You're, you're not sitting there just going, has Kylie message. <laughs> right, <laughs> <You> right. <know? laughs>
0: yeah, the world hasn't collapsed. Yeah. I I can totally relate to that. Just being that we kind of both do a similar thing and just building these online communities that are such a positive space. And it's such a great outlet to share, you know, share the truth that we believe and share what Simple Living has done. And it's it's positive. It's positive for anyone that's following along and, and communicating and it's a great space to connect with like-minded people. But at the same time, yeah, it, it can make us feel like whether you are like, you know, whatever you Mm -hmm. want to call it on social media, like building a community community or just like consuming content or creating content. Um, it can kind of feel like we're all so connected that sometimes it feels either yeah. su- like suffocating or just like a, a responsibility and of like the yeah. world on our shoulders. That's not really ours. And so I love that you disconnect like that. Mm-hmm. I've been, um, reevaluating social media and, and yeah. working on that in my own life too. And yeah. it just makes all the difference when, when we that. take those steps to disconnect a little bit. And I think anyone can benefit from that with technology as prevalent as it is. If it's not social media that gets you, it's like your email or work stuff, work constantly communicating at you or family even who has the best intentions, but maybe it's just like, okay, I don't need to text you
1: all night. You know, <laughs> it's, it's so true. And that's definitely what I needed to do to step back to see growth in my own life is just switching off the phone. And I do get a lot of messages. Like, how do you turn off your phone? Aren't you worried if there's a family emergency you know what? My husband keeps his phone on because he doesn't have an addiction to his phone. So <laughs> so he keeps it on if family needs to contact us. But do you know what? Nothing really, no one is waiting. And it's, it's so nice because it helps you to be present in this moment and it helps you appreciate the beauty of the day that you have with your family, because we want to chase as a culture. We chase the high. We want the, the next pay rise, the next bonus, the next holiday, the next big car, but we forget about the beauty of what's right here right now. So that's what I've learned during the process of switching off my phone. And it, it's been so good. I look forward to it. Like 5 o'clock, 5 a.m. p.m., I'm like, yes, beer with the hubby, phone off, bring it on. Like, it, yeah. it, it, I actually get excited for it. And it just pumps up my day, yeah, just to really rest. Because we're in a culture of hurry. So it just teaches me to slow down, breathe and rest for the weekend. So yeah.
0: I love that you look forward to it because I think that's another thing is sometimes I feel like we feel, or we may be so disconnected to the people right in front of us that we feel afraid of that. But It's just nice to hear that idea of like, I really look forward to this this disconnection. And I feel the same way. Like I I don't go off of social media totally on the weekends, but sometimes I just think like, okay, I'm going to take a whole weekend away or I'm going to disconnect. Tonight, my husband and I are going to, go on a little date so I'm like I just can't wait to just put my phone away and I love connecting on there but yeah it's just the practice of it we might have gotten so far removed from the life right in front of us because of technology or for whatever other reason that we're not present but practicing it it's just it might feel hard at first like you
1: said but practice is so important and then eventually you're looking forward to it and it is it is hard when you start And I, by the way, I love social media. I do believe there's a time and a place and I got to connect with you and so many amazing women. And for me, it has been an outlet being in America with no family. Friends can be a little bit lonely. And I have connected with women on Instagram that I've actually met in real life over here. And it's been amazing. Amazing when it becomes your identity and worth and value and you find everything that you are in that place, that's when it comes unhealthy. And that's why I had to step back and just slow down a little bit and press pause. And so I, I'm not bashing social media, everyone. (laughs) Oh yeah.
0: Not at all. (laughs) I mean, I can, it's definitely true. It's definitely true that like we both love that space and you know, we both are, are fans of the connections that are made there. But yeah, it has to have its its place just like just like work what has to have its place just like you know anything it can't take over so I have kind of a follow-up question of other I want to know like what other things do you do to now that you know you've you're on this journey of living more simply and you talk a lot about joy and contentment and being present. So what are some things that you do in your everyday life to to keep yourself there, to keep yourself more present and content?
1: Yeah, well the first thing I do when I wake up I pray and I grab the word of God. And I just read his word because I find that just helps me to be grounded. Um, Even when I don't feel like it. Some days I do not feel like it, but I do it anyway. And then I make sure I just connect with my kids. Um, And then just, yeah, during the day I also turn my phone off at a certain time as well. So if my kids are in school for a certain period of time, I will just make sure I check in and answer like DMs and everything as well. And then I'll turn it off again. And then I'll take deep breaths. I do silly things. Like I choose to drive on the slow lanes. Yes. Because <laughs> it makes me slow down. I choose to go in the, the, the lines with 20 people because it just helps me to slow down. So yeah, I choose silly things because it just makes me be grounded for a moment. It makes me slow down. It makes me just to bring peace. Um, And yeah, and I'm always kind of praying during the day because, you know, I have come from a past of anxiety and sometimes I can get anxious and the hurry and everything just builds up in me. So I just take deep breaths and just send a little prayer and then get grounded again so yeah that's really all that I do is like just switching off my phone at certain time and choosing to be slow because I drive a Kia in America like the slowest smallest car you can find <laughs> so <laughs> I can imagine driving past me like ah, oh, dang girl drive um <laughs> and then just try to just be slow in moments so yeah. yeah those
0: little moments where you're choosing literally the slow thing I that's such a tangible way to slow down because that's the thing with with minimalism and intentional living and slow living and all of that. I feel like lately I've just been trying to, when I talk about it and even in my own life, to take these concepts and be like, okay, how can I make it a little more tangible? Because it is, it is something that it's kind of floating in the intangible space, like intentional living. What, what does that even mean? It's just like, okay, how can we take this and actually do some sort of practice that makes it real and makes it, (laughs) um, feel like something that that makes sense in our brains rather than just this abstract concept. So, I love that. That's so that's so fun that you just kind of pick the slow thing sometimes. And <laughs> I think that's important because we we just are yeah. so obsessed with convenience yeah. culture. So,
1: so that's so good. I love what you just said then because I think we can get confused with this new trend of simple living. Like it is a trend and people think it's got to do everything with your house which it does when you start, but it does change you from the inside out and you start living simply. And it it is amazing. Like it's funny how it starts with one thing, like you follow the trend on Instagram and all over the social media of this, you know, hashtag simple living and you see all these beautiful homes and you think it starts with that and it does, but then it just ultimately changes your life. And yeah, it helps you see things differently. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy how it does that
0: because it's like, yeah, it starts with those tangible things and then it's all of a sudden like, oh my gosh, I'm waking up to a life I'm happy to wake up to. And I don't even hardly remember how it feels to just like wake up with that dread I used to feel, you know, with that, how has, how has minimalism been a catalyst for contentment in your life? And if you want to talk about like your debt free journey at all? Like what that looked like was getting out of debt like a thing where you had to practice it. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, and that I think, was a
0: jumbled question. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think for me, I've learned so late lately is that discontentment is the greatest enemy of our souls. We're always wanting more. And before I stepped into this journey of simple living, I always wanted more. As a new mom, I wanted the new pram the new bag, everything. I was always wanting more and I wasn't afraid to drive down and put it on the credit card. You know, we got into a lot of debt and we were just a one single income family and we had three maxed out credit cards and a personal loan. And it's funny, I prayed this prayer, God help me to become a better mum and he led me to the scripture of about being a slave to the lender. Yeah, my hubby and I decided to get out of debt. And that was a big task for me because I... I was not happy. I was struggling with postnatal depression. I had anxiety. I was losing my friends because of postnatal depression. I was having a really hard time with motherhood. So I thought stuff would make me happy and it really didn't. And I got our family in a lot of debt and I'm so grateful that the Lord led me to get out of debt because that was not what I was asking of him. I was asking, help me to become a better mum, because... I'm a yelling mum. And then all of a sudden we got out of debt and went through the whole decluttering stage. And yeah, I'm really grateful because I've come to realize that my worth and identity and values ain't in stuff. And this amazing scripture that I love is our life is not measured by what we own. And um, that is hit home for me. So no matter what I own, my life is not measured by that. So that was a good thing for us. Like We had to learn that. And I'm so glad that none of our family friends bailed us out. We really had to learn to be content in the season that we were in. And we worked really hard to get out of debt. And yeah, and now being out of debt, we just get to bless everybody that God calls us to, which we love.
0: That's awesome. We are in the beginning of our like debt-free journey. So it, I love hearing that you that it changed your life to go through that and, and that you learned such contentment through it because I feel like minimalism has taught us contentment and, and learning the spending habits has kind of, I think it's more like the administrative part of a budget has been a struggle for us more than anything, because we are kind of living on one income as well for the most part. So it's just, it's hard, but it's amazing what that journey teaches you and and now I, I love, too, that you say like you get to bless people and now that you're out of debt and it's not about like, well, let me get out of debt so I can use my money for whatever I want instead of paying things back because it's just, it's a mindset shift. Like maybe that's what you would have thought when you got it. You're like, Oh, I'm going to pay off debt so I can actually use my money for what I want. But through the actual debt payoff and all of the discipline and the contentment you have to practice now, you're like,
1: we use it for, you know, what we feel called to use it for. It's, it's so good when your money, the money is your own and that you can freely give away. And we, that's one thing me and my hubby, truly believing when we do our budget every month, we still do our budget, even though we've been debt free for a while and we have a blessing fund and we just, we just want to bless people. Like, like when you go through the journey, you really realize that people matter. Like, you know what I mean? Like loving people is the most important thing. So yeah, I just, I just love that. And I wouldn't change the journey at all. Like, I'm so glad I went through that process because it was really tough and it was really hard to undo the impulsive wanting to buy all the time and learning to be patient and waiting. And then when you hit that final, I've got the money to buy that you actually don't want it anymore. You're like, oh, so it was, it was really good. It was hard at the time, rewarding at the end. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Well, that inspires me because like I said, we're the thick of it (laughs) and some days it It just feels really hard, but um, it's, it's good. It's a good journey to be on.
1: The one thing I would encourage with the debt-free thing, me and my husband went psychos because that's, that's my personality. When I believe in something, I'm like, boom. So we paid all our debt off in six months, which took a toll on our <laughs> marriage as well because we didn't bless ourselves on the way through. And if I could encourage someone that's on their debt-free journey, celebrate the small wins, go out with your hubby. Go out for a meal, even if it costs 50 bucks, celebrate the small wins. Because when we got out of our debt, we really struggled to buy a $5 coffee because we were in that frugal mindset and we really, really did struggle. So um, although I wouldn't change the journey, if I could go back, I still would have relaxed a little bit just to celebrate the small wins of paying off one credit card or you know, just to celebrate and give ourselves a pat on the back because we were just psychos. (laughs) Yeah, that's, no, that's so so good, yeah. I think that's like an
0: encouragement I feel like I don't often hear through the debt-free community.
1: I'm going to get arrows thrown at me for saying this, but I just think be frugal and from someone that was so frugal, we copped the consequences after we were debt. We really struggled to spend money. Like the condemnation... I really gave myself a hard time. So if I could change anything from that journey would be to celebrate the small wins, go and see the inside of a restaurant and give your partner a high five and make out afterwards, like celebrate like the successes that you've done and know, and you just want to be debt free. And I get that, but just also give yourselves high five. It will only make you lose two weeks, three weeks of being your debt free date by going out to a restaurant a few times. So I know that's not the advice people give, but I reckon being outside of that and struggling with spending money on myself afterwards, I would have done it that way.
0: Yeah. Because extremes in any direction can be bad. And I mean, not that you got out of debt quicker than you would have. But um, I, I just think, you know, there is living to be done and does living need to be in a restaurant? No, but but just yeah. like that idea of budget in Simple Joys, if you can, I, I feel like that is the approach we are taking. And yeah, it could be quicker if we didn't. Um, but I think the things that trip us up most are like serious little silly but annoying house things or oh, we every month I'm like seriously my car needs
1: work again what is happening oh, it's Why? well when we got out of debt our first we were like yes and we own a home back in Australia and then our hot water system blew up so that was two grand but we were still like yes we have the money for that like because we just became debt free and yeah, it's, it's funny when you're trying to save or become debt free, everything decides to break around you and you're just like, uh, hello. Like (laughs) exactly
0: every month, every month, especially like, you know, we're going to budget. We still, we're doing a very moderate, no spend challenge of like, we have our budgets, so we still have a fun money budget. We're not taking that away because we just know ourselves and we will fail without it. But then we're like, okay, it's going to be great. And I knew my car needed an, inspe- an inspection. My car's usually fine. Of course it is. <laughs> eventually,
1: eventually, eventually it's not fine because eventually all cars need work. But it, it is always the way. And I really, really love my friend that you have a fun budget for yourself. And I think that's what I was trying to point out. And that's so important that you guys have that because it, it makes the journey joyful instead of painful. I think you need to experience both but it can't be to, like you're saying, to one extreme. So Mm -hmm. having a bit there just makes you go through the finish line. But like my husband still tells me off because I will look at something now and I'm like, oh, I can't buy it. And he's like, you can, we can afford it. And I'm like, oh, I need to pray about it. I need to think about it. And he's like, you just, he's like, he walks off. He's like, I cannot do this with you anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Frugal mindset. So I'm still undoing some things that I created by going psycho. it's a journey
0: (laughs) yeah yeah well I love that you talked about that that is so because like I said I've never really heard anyone who has has been through the journey really say that so um I'm really grateful for that okay well I have two questions that I ask every guest so the first one is what is something that
1: you're simplifying right now yes it's my social media straight away and I think when people are trying to build a community and everything they're like oh no you need to be posting more or using hashtags or connecting engagement but I feel really called just to step away a little bit doesn't mean I'm not engaged with the friendships I've made it's just that I need to simplify that at the moment so I've just been putting not rules I've just been putting little health checks in just to make sure that I stay healthy that my family stay healthy and that, yeah, that's something that I'm working on at the moment because I just, as I said before, we're not called to have the whole world in our back pockets and I know what it does to me mentally when I'm on my phone all day and I don't mean like all day, but constantly trying to keep up and the scrolling. So yeah, that's what I'm working on. And um, yeah, it's been hard and fun at the same time.
0: Yeah. Those little like constant check-ins can really put, I feel like just, I don't know, not ruin your day, but just cause anxiety. So I totally get
1: that. I always say, Oh, I'm going to check it in for five minutes. And the next minute I'm on a cousin, 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 cousins page. And I'm like, how did I, <laughs> how do I get this deep? <laughs> and I check it off for half an hour. in. Like, what am I doing?
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's such a good thing to be simplifying. Um, And then the second question I ask everyone is, what's something that you can't stop talking about right now?
1: Ah, contentment. That has been seriously something that I've been reading in the word of God, but also experiencing in my everyday life. So yeah, contentment is something that I'm learning every single day in every single moment. So I will preach about it till I die. <laughs> I love it. I
0: love it. I'll I'll continue following along. I feel like it's one of my favorite topics to talk about, but i I did some episodes on it a while back and I did two episodes on it but I still feel like I haven't even scratched the surface, you know, because it is such a, a deep topic and, and there's so much to learn on it. So yeah. Yeah. Like
1: learning to be contentment in all seasons, regardless of what that, like if it's joyful or painful. So I'm with you with that. I've got a lot of growth and I'm still learning and I'm excited to learn.
0: Yeah. Oh, awesome. Well, I've loved this conversation so much. Where can everyone find you? on social media. Oh,
1: oh yes. Um, Raising Savers. That's me on Instagram. I don't have Facebook, but Raising Savers on Instagram.
0: Yeah. Yeah, And definitely uh, worth it to follow along. So I I love following along with you. Okay. Well, this has been so much fun. Thanks so much for for chatting with me and joining me. I've loved this conversation.
1: Oh, thanks for having me. I love you, friend. (laughs) Oh, I love you too.
0: I don't know if you could tell, but that conversation just had me smiling the whole time. I just felt so much joy while talking to Kylie. She is truly a light, and I hope that this conversation was encouraging as, as encouraging to you as it was to me. My biggest takeaway was just Kylie and I's conversation about being present. This is something that is a struggle when it comes to our technology. It is a struggle of our generation, of our current culture, where technology is so prevalent, and it's not necessarily about Thing social media is not a bad thing, it's a great way for us to connect with one another, especially if we don't live close by. It's a fun, creative outlet, it has so many benefits. But I just want to challenge you to take a look at your usage of social media, your usage of your phone. I did a whole episode on this a while back, but you know, you can dig into your screen time settings on your phone and just I don't know, kind of evaluate what that looks like in your life. Are you feeling discontent? Are you feeling comparison because of social media or because of your phone? Or are you just drawn into it at times when you wish you could be more present, but it's just habit to be looking at your phone. And I say this because I have felt those things and I have struggled with those things. And it is an ongoing journey that I'm going through right now. It's it's so important to me that... I am more content with my everyday life and that I am present for the people right in front of me more than anything else. So this is something I'm personally navigating. My husband just read the book Digital Minimalism and he shared it with me as he read it and I'm going to be reading it now as well. I just started it. So I am recommending it, I guess, through him and through his sharing of it with me, but I can hands down tell you that this book is a great place to start if you want to explore your relationship with technology. It has a 30 day challenge that you can go through that is a really tangible way to really take a step in the direction of getting unaddicted to technology if you do feel addicted to technology or social media in any way. So I just wanted to throw that resource out there. I'm so glad that you hung out here with me today on Minimalish, and I'm so grateful that you're here. I have a little gift for you. If you are looking to get started, I've got a little guide to help you get started with minimalism. You can find it at DesireeAndrees.com slash make room, and that's just going to help you dig into minimalism, not just for your home, but yes, that, and for your days and your mindset. Again, thank you so much for being here, and I will meet you right back here next week. Seeking the truth never gets old.